حياته زادتهم إيمانا وعلى ربهم يتوكلون وقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا استعينوا بالصبر والصلاة وقال تعالى وأقيموا الصلاة وآتوا الزكاة وأطيعوا الرسول لعلكم ترحمون صدق الله صدق الله مولانا العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الحبيب الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين Respected ulama kiram elders brothers in this era and time of fitna and fasad where every day we find ourselves faced with new fitnas every day we find there are more challenges in life it is only the rahmat and mercy of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that will carry us through the challenges of life it is not your intellect not your understanding not your wealth not your education not your affluence it's allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's special rahmat and special mercy throughout the quran sharif Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows us different methods and ways for us to gain his rahmat and mercy the focus needs to be on allah subhanahu wa ta'ala move your focus away from your problem from your challenges turn your focus to allah because the more you think of your problem the more you think of your challenges the more depressed you become the more despondent you become because everything you'll think i'll do this but that's not going to work out or i'll do that but that's still not going to come right but when you turn your heart to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first of all you will feel a feeling of solace and peace within your heart you will feel some sort of hope now you know you can see light now you can see hope you're feeling inspired you're feeling good you know that you have got allah's support allah's help one of the ayats i recited in the khutbah wherein allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows us three very simple easy straightforward practical actions for us to do in order for us to get the rahmat and mercy of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remember islam the beauty of islam is islam is a very practical religion it's realistic it's practical it gives you easy solutions if you look at many other systems in this world they give you very complicated solutions they can make life very difficult for you but allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you easy simple straightforward practical solutions that if you can just hold on to these solutions and wholeheartedly carry them out then inshallah you will gain allah's rahmat and allah's mercy and if you got allah's rahmat and allah's mercy then there's no problem that cannot be solved every problem can be solved every difficulty you can overcome it every hurdle in life you can get across it so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says wa aqimu salah wa atu zakah wa ati'u rasul la'allakum turhamun the first thing is establish salah 
The second thing, give your zakat. And the third thing, obey the Rasul. Obey the messenger. In order for you to qualify to get the rahmat and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you want to be a recipient of Allah's rahmat, Allah's mercy, you want His mercy, you want His help, you want His guidance. Three simple things you need to do. Not complicated, nothing hard, but you need to do it. Like everything else in life, if the doctor told you, you've got high blood pressure, for example, you need to take these three pills and you need to take them every day so many times a day. So if you take the three pills, you follow the advice of the doctor, inshallah, you will see that you are recovering. Inshallah, you'll see you'll find some difference in your condition. But now you think to yourself, no, no, I'll only take one. I won't take the other two. And uh, I won't take it every day. I'll take it once a week. Now you're not doing it in the right prescribed manner. Then you go back to the doctor and you're complaining. But doctor, you know, you gave me this pulse or you prescribed this medication, but I'm still sick. But brother, are you taking the medication or not? You're not taking the medication and then you're blaming the doctor. And then you're blaming the, the system that the system is not right. So you have to implement it, practice on it, bring it on your life, in your life, whatever it takes. Unfortunately, many of us, we have become very, very weak and we have become very lazy. So because of our weakness, because of our laziness, we find things to be difficult. But if you think about it logically, you will understand there's absolutely no difficulty in that. It is something that's very simple and straightforward. So the first thing the Quran Sharif speaks about is Aqimus Salah. Establish Salah. Remember throughout the Quran Sharif, wherever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about Salah, then generally the term is used Aqimus Salah, which means establishing Salah. Now when we speak about establishing Salah, what it means? It means to perform that Salah with perfection, keeping in mind all the outward and all the inward rights of the Salah, the external and internal rights of that Salah. That Salah has got certain rights externally, certain rights internally. If you do it properly, if you learn it, you master it, you understand it. Remember in the time of Sahaba anhum, in the time of Nabi Karim وسلم, when a person accepted Islam, the first thing that they would teach him would be Salah. Obviously, wuzu, ghusl, everything related to the salah. But this will be the first thing because this man needs to learn how to perform salah. Nabi Karim had given clear instructions Sallu usalli, that you perform salah as you see me performing salah. See how I do it? And you do it like that. Remember, this is not something that you can just learn from a book. This is something that you got to learn in the company of people who learned it from their seniors who learned it right till it reaches up to Rasulullah So that chain still continues. And this is the beauty of Islam. Alhamdulillah, that chain is continuing. And one thing someone is doing, then he can tell you, I heard it from this person and he heard it from that person. And he studied this kitab from this author and that kitab, the author then brings his chain right till Rasulullah So there's absolutely no doubt about it. You know what you are doing is 100% verified. It is authentic. It's not something that you just pull out from your pocket or something that, you know, you just 
formed some sort of theory and you came up with something. No, this is something constructive, something clear. So establishing that salah, and every now and again you'll find these programs happening in masjids. And sadly though, most people won't even attend that program where they do a practical demonstration of the salah. And inshallah in the next few weeks, we will try to arrange one program in this masjid inshallah where the practical demonstration of salah will be given and you come for that program and you will see how many things you are not doing right in your salah. You will learn. In fact, even a alim sometimes, sometimes a scholar, often when we have these programs, people will come back and tell us that Mulana, 40 years, 50 years, I'm reading namaz, but first time I, I learned now how must raise my hands up when I'm making the takbir. First time I, re I learned now that when I'm in tashahud and when I need to lift up my finger on a when I should lift it up, when I should drop it down, how I should lift it up. There's so many minor things that we just take for granted, but we don't really want to learn anymore. So this first thing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, Aqeemus Salah, establish Salah. Remember when you're saying establishing Salah, first of all, you have to read the namaz. Then you got to read it in the prescribed time. Then you need to be particular of the external aspects of Salah, what you need to say, what you must not do, what you must do, how you must make your Ruku, how you must make your Sajda. You can't just make it anyhow. You have to do it properly, like the manner that was prescribed to do it. And then is the internal part of the Salah, the concentration, the devotion, one is how that, what should be the mindset when you're performing the salah, what level of concentration is required. For that, you will find pious predecessors always prepared themselves. Hazrat Ali ibn Hatim radiallahu an, a sahabi of Rasulullah he says, before the namaz time comes in, I'm already prepared. I'm already prepared and I'm looking forward to perform that salah. So it's not just coming in like grudgingly or just doing it like a last minute thing, but already physically you prepared, mentally, psychologically you prepared, spiritually you prepared. I am going to the masjid. I am going to talk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I am communicating with Allah. I'm going in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is not the, you know, the palace of some royal king or king of Saudi Arabia or some big king in the world. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm going to his court, the king of all kings. Allah who is in control of everything. That Allah that can just change my circumstances of life within seconds. You can just change it. You can change it for the better or you can change it for the worse. Within seconds, everything can just be crumbling. Everything can be lost. Now, psychologically, this man is prepared. He's going to the masjid. Now, what type of salah he's going to perform? If you look into the lives of the pious of the past, the pious predecessors. Sahaba radiallahu anhum, salah was a normal thing, you know, all the time. They were performing salah all the time. Salah in the day, salah in the night. Hazrat Abu Talha radiallahu an, incident of him, he's in his orchard. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed some sahaba with wealth also. So he's in his orchard, you know, orchard with all the greenery, the beautiful scenes. What Abu Talha radiallahu an is doing in his orchard? Daydreaming. He's performing salah. He's performing salah in his orchard. How many people you saw to say, you know what, I'm going for a holiday. I'm going in the open somewhere. I'm going in the greenery. I'm going near the mountains. I'm performing salah. How many people do that? 
The man will do his hike, he will do everything. And it so happened that while he was performing salah, one bird came and it was flying around and he got a bit distracted. And then he lost that focus and he couldn't remember how many rakats, which rakat he was in. Because of that, because that was a means of him becoming negligent. He goes to Rasulullah he explains to him the whole incident and he says the entire orchard now, I give it in sadaqah. I give the entire orchard because that namaz I read, this was a distraction. How many distractions we have? How often doesn't it happen that a person's mind is in his business, is everything else. He doesn't even know how many rakats he is reading. So yes, occasionally it could happen to anyone. But something that is happening all the time, every time it's becoming a normal thing, then I need to see why my concentration is, is so helpful. Why is my concentration so weak when it comes to salah? So aqeemus salah, Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam comes out in the night. Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu one corner performing salah, reading with a soft recitation. Hazrat Umar radiallahu an, another corner performing salah, reading with a loud recitation. I don't wish to go into the full story now, what happened after that? But this was a normal habit. Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullahi, 40 years of his life. You know, Imam Abu Hanifa, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed this man with great knowledge. He was a genius of his time. Now you get people will tell you, hey, why are you following Abu Hanifa? Can you match anywhere in front of Abu Hanifa? You want me to follow you? But can you come anywhere near that man where 40 years of his life, he read Isha and Fajr with the same wudu. Isha and Fajr with this whole night engaged in Salah, whole night, the entire night. And it is mentioned that on many occasions in one rakat, he'll make khatam of the whole Quran Sharif. Our one rakat maybe while Asr is too long. Inna Atena is too long. Imam Munifa Rahmatullahi, whatever Quran you know, someone knows Yasin, read your Yasin. Someone knows Surah Mulk, read Surah Mulk. You know what Duha, read whatever you know you read. But this is Imam Abu Hanifa Rahmatullahi for 40 years. This is the affinity. Then Imam Abu Hanifa became Imam Abu Hanifa Rahmatullahi. That is why now over a thousand years has passed, but we still say Imam Abu Hanifa Rahmatullahi Ali. Look at the burger of that. It would seem like most people in the world follow the Hanafi Muslim. If you look at the big countries now, India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Afghanistan, so many different parts of the world, all are the followers of Imam Abu Hanifa We are taking our jurisprudence from Imam Abu Allah Ta'ala blessed him with that acceptance. But look at that quality. So this affinity with Salah, this was a very, very strong affinity. Nabi Kareem Sallallahu himself. And this was not only the practice of Nabi Sallallahu but Anbiya and Awliya of the past. When anything troubled them, anything worried them, what did they do first? First me, I'll pick up my cell phone, you know. Amy phone this doctor, I've got the symptoms. What you think I need to do? This is the story with my child. What I need to do? I'll phone my lawyer, I'll phone this person, I'll phone that person. What they did first? The first thing they did was they went towards Salah. Because they knew now, let me strengthen my link with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He'll open up everything else after that. After that, Allah will guide me what to do, where to go, how to do it. He will guide me. But first, let me get his help. Let me secure his rahmat and his mercy. So this salah is something that we have to, we have to bring ourselves to performing salah. We have to start coming back to the masjid. Even the kuffar know this very well. You'll see Israel. We know what atrocities Israel is causing in Palestine and what they are doing in the Masjid Al-Aqsa. But on a few occasions, 
different people among them have made the statement to say that we are not worried about you Muslims and you cannot touch us and do anything to us until and unless there is not the same amount of people present for the Fajr Salah as for the Juma Salah. How your masjid is full for the Juma Salah until and unless you don't get that same congregation for the Fajr Salah, we know you can do us nothing. You will not get Allah's Rahmat, you will not get Allah's help. So this Salah is something that is very, very important and ready, respected friends. If you love yourself and you want to save yourself from the fire of Jahannam, if you love your wife and your children and you want them to get the barakat and blessings, then come to the masjid and perform Salah. Try to be here early, try to be here first, try to get the first off, try to get every takbiri ula. Have that, this day, the pious people of the past were very, very particular when it comes to this. The second aspect, give zakat. Don't ever regard zakat to be a burden. Don't regard zakat to be like a fine. And don't procrastinate and delay. When you go to give your zakat, give it and make sure you give it entirely, completely. Sometimes people, women had jewelry 10 years ago, they calculated the zakat, they're giving that same amount. But now the price of that gold is gone maybe double or even more than that. So the zakat automatically now goes much more. So every year make sure you do a proper thorough calculation of your zakat. Always give a little bit more. Even if you give less sadaqah, it's fine. But when it comes to your zakat, give a little bit more. Don't give less. As I said, time does not permit us now to go into the details. We'll need a whole session on zakat. But I want you to complete this ayat. But this zakat, if your zakat is not done properly, there's going to be problems coming in your life. Definitely, 100% there's going to be problems and there's going to be calamities. One person, just very quickly, will go through it. He laid his own incident to me. He said once there was a robbery in his house. He was away, he was gone on holiday or something. And a lot of wealth and whatever he had all got saved. Even the firearm got saved. But his wife's jewelry got stolen. And when they came back home, they're thinking these people had so much of time, but Allah Ta'ala blinded them because they didn't find the money here. They didn't find this. They didn't find the firearm, you know, something that they'll really be looking for. But the jewelry is gone. So the person just asked his wife in passing, you know, this last few years, have you been paying the zakat for the jewelry? So the wife says to the husband, I thought you paying it. So no one paid the zakat. The wife wasn't paying it and the husband wasn't paying it. Now this was the outcome. So that person, once when I related this, he came back and he told me this and he said, 100% Marana, what you're saying is 100% true. I am a witness to this. It happened in my own home. The jewelry went away. The zakat was not paid on that jewelry. So be very particular when it comes to your zakat. And the third thing in this ayat is, Ati or Rasul, obey Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Respected friends, this dunya is taking a complete different line now. If you know what is happening, the dunya is going in a complete opposite direction. It's as though the whole world is heading towards Jahannam in the name of education, in the name of entertainment. You'll see that there's so many of these songs that our children are listening to, or we are listening to, or it's coming on the TV that, has, that have got very subtle messages. You know, in the past, when you hear about this, you get one group of people who always say they conspiracy theories. But now with the modern technology, you can actually hear the back check messages. People will show it to you. This is exactly what they're saying in the back check of the song. All 
Satanism things, things all related to Satanists. Worship Satan and this and calling Satan, everything about Shaitan. So this dunya is going in that direction. It is actually very, very frightening. We have to worry about our progeny. In fact, not very long ago, there was a concert in Saudi Arabia. And there is a woman now that they paid some singer, millions of dollars they would have paid her to come and perform there in Saudi Arabia. And she openly, in a song she sang, bow down to the goddess. There's some parts that came before that time does not permit us to go into details. But she was talking about women's liberation. You know, they have got very good terms. They coined these, these big terms, women's liberation. And they frighten you with these terms. You know, these people are liberating women. They are there to take them to Jahannam. That's what's their liberation, perhaps. Take them away from Jannat and take them to Jahannam. So speaking about women's liberation, why should we now follow a prophet who is a male? You know, God, listen to me. Lord, listen to what I, I hope you're listening to what I have to say. Preaching about prophets. We're not going to listen to a meal. And then she says in that lyrics openly, bow down to the goddess. The woman is saying this now in Saudi Arabia where Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam is buried. Great Sahaba buried. Great Oliya buried. So unfortunately, respected friends, this dunya is taking a different line. It is taking a different turn. You can't just expect things to happen automatically. If you're not going to make a concerted effort on yourself, on your Iman and your children, Allah protect, there is a fear that you may lose this progeny. You may lose your children. You may lose your family. Let us obey Rasulullah Every aspect, make a concerted effort, learn every sunnah of Rasulullah every aspect of Rasulullah and turn away from these ways and habits of the kuffar. May Allah grant us the true understanding. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Ashadu Allah Ilaha Illallah, Ashadu Allah Ilaha Illallah. أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة
Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah al-Qa'il, wal-lazina amanu wa amilu s-salihati, ulaika ashabu al-jannah, hum fiha khalidun. Fanahmaduhu hamdan kathiran, kullama yahmaduhu al-hamidun, wa nashkuruhu shukran jameelan, kullama yashkuruhu shakirun. Wa nashadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika la, wa nashadu anna sayyadana wa maulana muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh. Amma ba'du fa'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim, bismillahir الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا استعينوا بالصبر والصلاة إن الله مع الصابرين وقال تعالى في مقام آخر وأقيموا الصلاة وآتوا الزكاة وأطيعوا الرسول لعلكم ترحمون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الصلاة عماد الدين من أقامها فقد أقام الدين ومن هدمها فقد هدم الدين أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام بارك الله بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ورسائل المسلمين فاستغفروا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعة من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعصه ما فإنه لا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على سيدنا محمد وأزواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في مفهوم الحديث أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر وشدهم في أمر الله عمر وأستقهم حيان أثمان وأقضاهم علي وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب أهل الجنة وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفرة ظاهرة وباطن لا تغادر ذنبا رضوان الله تعالى عنهم وأن كل الصحابة أجمعين الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذوا غرضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم وخير أمتي قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنا في الآخرة حسنا قنا عذاب النار عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون وقال تعالى فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروني ولا تكفرون الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله هيا على الصلاة هيا على الصلاة هيا على الفلا هيا على الفلا قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الله أكبر
الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المهموم عليهم ولا الضالين إن للمتقين مفازا حدائق وأعنابا وكواعب أترابا وكأسا دهاقا لا يسمعون فيها لهوا ولا كذابا جزاء من ربك عطاء حسابا رب السماوات والأرض وما بينهما الرحمن لا يملكون لا يملكون منه خطابا يوم يقوم الروح والملائكة صفا لا يتكلمون لا يتكلمون إلا من أذن له الرحمن وقال صوابا ذلك اليوم الحق فمن شاء اتخذ إلى ربه مآبا إنا أنذرناكم عذابا قريبا يوم ينذر المرء ما قدمت يداه ويقول الكافر ويقول الكافر يا ليتني كنت ترابا الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغموم عليهم ولا الضالين فذكر إنما أنت مذكر لست عليهم بمسيطر إلا من تولى وكفر فيعذبه الله العذاب الأكبر إن إلينا إيابهم ثم إن علينا حسابهم الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى سيدنا محمد وصحبه وبارك وسلم 
اللهم انت السلام منك السلام تباركت يا ذا الجلال والاكرام اللهم عنا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة في الآخرة حسنة قنا عذاب النار ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة عين واجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم إنا نسألك الهدى والتقى والعفاف والغنى اللهم بارك لنا في الموت في بعد الموت اللهم حاسبنا حسابا يسيرا اللهم اجرنا من النار ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد واصحابه وبارك وسلم اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وانت المستعان عليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله